Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. There's an argument that appears in my YouTube feed, it appears in my Facebook groups, sometimes in my emails, with guys saying something, they're saying something that was originally, I think it was originally termed by Dave D'Angelo, and it is that attraction is not a choice, meaning that uh, when a woman sees who she's attracted to, she either likes him or not, or she sees a guy, she either likes him or not, and once that happens, you can't negotiate with it, you can't change it, she's not making a logical choice about it, um, so there's no point learning attraction skills. Now, like so many ideas that are floating around the dating coaching sphere, there's often nuggets of really valuable truth there, and then a whole bunch of you know, fugazi, right? Like just random crap that doesn't belong there. It's 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 it it, it doesn't it doesn't hold up under scrutiny. It's like extrapolation from very true facts. And so, what I want to talk to you about today is, first of all, is it true that that women don't really have a choice who they're attracted to that it just happens? Um, and if that's so. Can you negotiate with it and change that and make her more attracted to you? If not, why would you bother learning social and dating skills? Why would you bother doing that? So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. If this sounds interesting to you, keep watching. So what does the term attraction is not a choice really mean in a, deep, in a deeper sense? Well, it means that women, when they meet a guy, the idea is that she doesn't make a logical choice. This seems like a kind of guy I should be attracted to. Instead, what happens is it's a very automatic emotional response. She sees a guy and she either is into him or she's not. And that's 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 pretty much, you know, locked in stone. She's made up her mind. And, and that's how women are wired. And, and you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. If a woman is, you know, we've all known women, for example, who grew up with a father who was never around or a dad who just wasn't emotionally engaged, and that becomes her template for a male. She has what we stereotypically call daddy issues. And then she goes through life dating men who are emotionally unavailable, who are likely to abandon her, which is very illogical. She hates it. She goes through a lot of pain, but it's a cycle she repeats because she doesn't have a choice in who she's attracted to. Likewise, we've all known women and met women who grew up in families without much money or maybe one of their parents had a way were addicted to gambling or drinking or drugs, and so they'd spend away all the money they ever had. And that person then grows up with a template that says money equals safety and security. So then she goes around looking for men who have money around because that equals safety and security, something she deeply wants. These are templates for attraction, and it's true not just women, but women and men. We have this right. We don't always, we don't usually ever make logical choices about who we attracted to. I agree with that. However, what happens, and this happens quite a bit, the, the, the dating and attraction industry and then various men's movements take this nugget of truth and they extrapolate further. So then they say, well, okay, attraction isn't a choice. Ergo, scientifically, women are wired to be attracted to men who are wealthy and powerful and good looking. That's just how they're wired. So if you're not wealthy, powerful and good looking, you're screwed. You shouldn't bother dating because it's not a choice after all anyway. You can't negotiate with her. If she's either attracted to you or not, why would you bother trying? And this is a very tempting theory. I understand why this would be tempting to believe because it takes all the responsibility off your shoulders. If you're struggling with women, oh, it's not your fault, right? It's just that you're not wealthy, powerful, and good looking. Don't worry about it. You can't have it. Just, just, just sleep with hookers. Deal with it. 
Fortunately for me, this theory breaks down horribly, and it breaks down in the face of the scientific method. Now, you've heard of the scientific method before, but I'm quickly going to demonstrate it for you because it's important that you understand where I'm coming from. If I have... So I do. I've got a Cavoodle, a little gorgeous Cavoodle puppy that I bought last year. As it turns out, Cavoodles are by far the most popular dog breed right now in Australia. A large number of the dog's new puppies sold right now are Cavoodle puppies. So I might have a theory that says every dog is a Cavoodle. And I'll say to you, here's my proof. Look, my dog is a Cavoodle. Look, here's a picture of another dog I found on, on, on Google. It's also a Cavoodle. Look, here are puppies for sale at the pound. Cavoodles. Look, here's me at the park playing with some other puppies I met there. Hey, look, they're Cavoodles. See, every dog is a Cavoodle. Now, you probably understand, well, <laughs> what about this picture I found on Google of a Labrador? What about this dog I met last week at the park that's a Golden Retriever? Oh, my theory is wrong because it was falsified. You found examples of dogs that weren't Cavoodles. Therefore, my theory is wrong. That's the th scientific method. Any theory you put forward, must it must be possible to falsify, like must be experiments you can run that, that prove it wrong. And you only need to find one example of it's being wrong, and therefore the theory is wrong or incomplete. That's the scientific method. So when you say women are wired to only want guys who are powerful, wealthy, and good-looking, all I need to do is find you examples around the place of men who aren't wealthy, powerful, and good-looking who are dating good women, like attractive women. And you know what? They exist. <laughs> of course they exist. Go and hang, hang out at the mall one time, you'll find really not very good-looking guys with quite attractive women thinking, what the hell? Now, I know it's far more common to find attractive women around wealthy, powerful guys. And it's like pl plenty common to find uh, unattractive, unwealthy, unpowerful guys without women around them at all, right? I, I agree with that. But then when you, when you make the... When you put forward the argument that, that the attraction isn't a choice and therefore there's nothing you can do, there is obviously something you can do because it's something those guys did, right? That's my point. This is kind of, this is where my argument starts and where that, that position of attraction is a choice, there's nothing you can do, it's wrong because it's falsified. So from the scientific method, it can't be 100% correct. There's issues with the theory. Now, the issues arise, I believe, because most of the guys who, who, who put these ideas forwards, there's two problems. One, they come from a place of scarcity. That is, they, they, they're always worried there won't be women around for them. Now, you can have success with women and still have a scarcity mentality, just like there are guys who have money who still have a scarcity mentality around money, right? But if you have a place of abundance, and I'm, I'm sure you all agree, most women come from a place of abundance when it comes to their dating habits, then things change. So look, even for myself, things change. So I, I'm in an abundance position. I am, I'm on online dating right now because the COVID situation, but I'm talking to about 15, 20 women at, right now. I haven't bothered to swipe right on any new profiles in about a week and a half, two weeks, because there's too many women I'm already talking to, and I don't have time or the inclination to want to bother meeting with all of them, but they're all attractive to me because I swiped right on them. And uh, most of them are maybes, right? Two of them are definite yeses, right? I want to give you every possible chance because you're so attractive to me that I want to give you every possible chance so we're definitely going to meet. But the others are maybes, right? They're definitely attractive, but I talk to them and I try to suss them out. What's going on with you? Are you interesting? Are you funny? Are you playful? Are you fun? Are you someone I'm going to want to meet? No? Okay, cool. That's fine. Find someone else. How about you? There's a lot of maybes in my list. Right? And this is because I have an abundance space. If I have a scarcity place, yes, every woman, oh, do you like me? Do you like me? Do you, do you like me? Do you like me? Right? 
there's no space for maybe. It's yes, and it's yes for more women than it ought to be, right? But so when you're in a, 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 a scarcity place, you tend to have a yes or no thing in your head. This is no place for maybe, right? Because you'll take anything you can get. Most women have an abundance place. And yes, I know I'm a guy, but my partner, yes, I'm in an open relationship, is a woman. And she tells me everything because we share everything about our experiences in this open relationship, all our thoughts and, and, and stuff going through our minds. And so if she, let's say she's going, she's doing a, a, a course of some description that she's going to go to for a few weeks in a row, I may say to her, hey, is there any guy, are there any guys in your course that you're interested in? And occasionally she'll say, yeah, there's a guy that I definitely think has potential, definitely. But more often than not, she'll say, yeah, there's a couple of guys who, who you know, I could be convinced. That's literally her words. I could be convinced, right? Now, this isn't the words that every woman uses, but this is experience that's common to most women is maybe, you know, hey, he's, he's kind of cute. Yeah, I, I could see a world in which we could date. It's a maybe. Maybes are so common in most women's world because most women come from an abundance mindset when it comes to men, right? Um, they don't necessarily think there's an abundance of men who they'd like to date, but there's an abundance of men that they have access to. And so they have that mentality. And so, yes, most women are putting men in their maybe category. Every now and again, they throw a guy into the definite yes. And, of course, plenty of times they throw guys into the definite no category. But this is what's happening. That's what I think a lot of men aren't realizing. So the message that I want to get across is this. You aren't learning attraction and social skills to get out of the no category and into the maybe category. Because once you're in the no, you can get across it's not worth the effort and I don't think you should bother. But if you're in the maybe, as most guys will be most of the time with women, you need those skills to get into the yes category, right? Because all she's doing is say, conceivably, possibly, yes. You also sometimes need those skills to avoid being thrown from the yes into the no. Because my partner does that with reckless abandon as well. Lots of times she's like, oh yeah, I definitely like that guy. And then she comes back the next week and she's like, oh no, oh, I talked to him and that guy is a, oh, is a douche. Done, toast. Right? He was a yes, and now he's a definite no. And that happens too. And that's why I've had clients. I mean, my third client was a, a wealthy, tall, attractive eye surgeon who couldn't get dates. Right, I've had clients who are CEOs of big companies. I One of my good friends, when I was learning attraction skills, was retired at the age of 34 uh, and was struggling to find women. Right, he Wealthily retired. And so these people exist as well. You do get thrown from yeses into noes quite often. But you're learning it for those reasons. You're also learning skills. You're also learning how to get from no's into maybes more often. Not sort of move from no to maybe, sorry, but rather to be ranked as a maybe rather than a no straight up. You can imagine if you dress like a dump truck, you smell like a dump truck, right? You're probably going to get thrown into the no category straight away. If you're dressed really well, you walk with pride, you smell like a million bucks, you're going to get into the maybe category more often. If you walk around hunched, if you can't make good eye contact, if you've got a limp handshake, you're going to get thrown into the no category, right? All these things that a lot of guys do, they can put themselves in the no category where they could have been in the maybe. And then they need their social skills and their dating skills and their flirting skills to get from the maybe to the yes. That's what's happening 90% of the guy time for most guys. That's why we learn social skills, and that's why we learn dating skills. And that's why the term attraction is not a choice can be true, while at the same time, you still it's still hugely valuable to learn this skill set. Now, obviously, the way that you go about attracting women and the way that each guy goes from trying to get from maybe to yes is different. And that's based on our personality, because 
every guy has a different personality and you need to play to your strengths, right? And minimize your weaknesses as much as possible to get from that maybe to yes. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.